welcome to the Emergence Discipleship Podcast, created to equip ourselves with insight, background, and context into the themes and topics we study each week, first as we gather together to worship Jesus, and then as we go and make disciples. Let's dive into this week's discussion. All right, everybody. Uh, I am very excited today. You are, Doug. I be- well, I mean, I'm excited every week to you be are. joined by our, my fabulous co-host here. Um, but I'm also excited. I'm flattered. That well, you should be. Uh, I'm also excited because I was able to fix the audio this week. So you so may, hopefully, hopefully it's fixed. Yeah, you may <laughs> notice that that uh, Ryan doesn't sound like he's calling in from like Alaska. From somewhere like really far away. Yeah, somewhere uh, very far away. <laughs> yeah, I think literally last week the problem was that only one microphone was recording, and so mine was catching you from across the, yeah. the table. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, do it. Hey. Moving on to the next topic. Indeed, yes. We have a seltzer selection. Yes, this, fine this day. special request from uh, one of our community group leaders, Danny Yanni, requested coconut LaCroix. Wow. Naturally essenced. Naturally essenced. So I, we were going to do it last week, but I forgot uh, to pick it up. And we had a delicious selection from Zoltan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, which was a new fan favorite. Yeah, we still, we still got another one. Cheers. Cheers. All right, let's try this. Oh, yeah. That's very coconutty. Mm, the aftertaste. Very coconutty. But the... Uh, I feel like I don't get the coconut while it's in my mouth, but as soon as I swallow yeah. it, it's intense. I'm not a huge fan I like of the, I like how it's, coconut flavoring, mm-hmm. but I dig it. I like how it starts, for sure. Yeah. Like the, the s- aroma. Oh, yeah. The smell. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. aroma mm-hmm. and the... Stink. the, the <laughs> the seltzer stank. Initial flavor. Um, it's not super bubbly, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 yeah, smooth. Yeah. Um, it almost because I think is the coconut is almost like a cream soda type flavor. Every time that then, I have coconut flavoring in something, all I can think of is suntan lotion. <laughs> like, I'm doing, like, like it tastes a little bit like suntan lotion. So you're a bit biased. So there's, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have a little bit of bias Some aversion, against coconut yeah. right off the bat. But it, but I do, I mean, I do like coconut ice cream. Fun fact: my first date with my wife, we got coconut ice cream. Wow. Yeah. And uh, no, yes, yes, coconut ice cream. That's right. Yes. Um, oh, they're gonna say, wait, no, was that my wife or someone else? Like, okay, good. I'm glad that wasn't the confusion. In Chicago, yes. Jamie will have you verify that. Verify the story. Jasmine green tea and coconut ice cream. I remember distinctly. Okay, so um, yeah, so how many how many bubbles would you give this on a scale of one to five? Man, like three point eight seven five. Yeah, I'd give it a three. It's it's tasty. But I'd almost want it as like, it's very desserty, mm. very dessert tasting. Yeah. So like I, I couldn't. If it s- finished as well as it started, it would get a four. But yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't see myself uh, like, like reaching for one of these on a hot day. Hmm. You know. I could. I. I could. Yeah, you could. I could. Yeah. Like for to be refreshed. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I'm just really thirsty right now. <laughs> Maybe I'm. Hey, but, it, but some of it might be my aversion against coconut flavoring and things. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, so you know, well, try it. I, Give it a yeah, try. Yeah, definitely worth. Let us definitely know. worth having in your arsenal. Right, right into the show. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> That's right. Right in. We we read all mail that comes in. I've read a hundred percent of the mail that has come in about this show. So yes. Okay, well, today we're uh, looking at James, a beloved book by many people. Many people love the book of James. Why is that? Well, because they... Because it's in the Bible? They like getting beat up. They They, like being beat up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, James is like one of the hardest books to talk about structure. Okay. Like, it's kind of like the Proverbs of the New Testament where he's like, well, let's talk about this. It's a very scattershot. let's talk about this. I mean, yeah. I don't know what my, you know, uh, like if Jesus was my brother... <laughs> I might be a little bit, uh, you know, you got a lot to live up to there. Sure. So, yeah. Um, all right. Um, so, yeah, we're in James chapter three, verses one through 12. And today we are talking about the tongue, the uh, which is, of course, a metonymy. If I could drop a, Ooh, a, a 50 cent word where 
the part is put is stands for something else. So the stands for the whole. Body the part stands for the whole. Yeah. Well, is I'm, that metonymy, I was going to say part the, uh, stands for the whole. Yeah. But uh, it's it's rather like uh, metonymy is just when one thing stands for another. Like as what's a the word speech. that's similar definition as metonymy, but it's a different. Anyway, it's not important. Mm. Well, there's metaphor. I'm going back to like yeah, yeah my yeah. my writing is class. <laughs> we did yeah. that. But um, yeah, so the tongue standing for speech, right? Okay, let's. Uh, so um, uh, I I do have um, a, another uh, original icebreaker, unlike the weeks prior. So Very nice. you know, we're talking about our cast. Oh, icebreaker, Doug, share right. something cool. Oh, you like Look at that. that? You like that? You didn't even Pun mean intended. to do that, did you? Uh, yeah, I totally meant to do Share that. Share about something cool, 100% like ice God is doing in your life to reach those who do not know mm. Christ. Yeah, that's a good ice. Very nice. Guys. Okay, let's go to um, introduction. Uh, Share about a time when you were hurt by something someone else said. So this is a obviously a question everybody should probably have an answer to. Um, I can think of times when uh, people have spread rumors about me that were untrue, that were very unhurtful. That were very unhurtful. Very hurtful. hurtful. Sorry. Yes. I was going to say unhelpful, but then <laughs> okay. my brain was like, no, take a left. Take a left. <laughs> they were very unhurtful. Unhurt. Well, it's kind of. It was very unhurtful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could think of things. Actually, yeah. 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 And words. If you can't think of an example right that, now, I'll say something hurtful. I have something. I mean, I'm thinking about, like, is this so sad? But in middle school. Oh no! I got like made fun no. of for like being the poor kid. Oh, no. Yeah, and one of my best friends, like uh. that best friends, like in fifth grade, now into sixth grade, was the one who started it, and it was very painful. That stinks. Yeah, yeah. and like, I grew up in the same town. A lot oh, of yeah. kids in that town. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we anyway, and but it was centered around like my clothing. Mm-hmm. And like what I wore. And so to this day, I still have this thing about clothing where I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter what I wear. <laughs> you know, um, I'm just going to dress so. like a bum. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, um, share about a time when you were built up by something someone else said. Touche. Touche. Yes. Doug, can you think of a time? Um, yeah, I can think of times when I've been built up. Like, um, I actually was, was, was really built up, um, uh, when I was in college by a, um, one of the professors there challenging me. Hmm. Um, yeah. Like, cause I was like really stinking at learning the biblical languages. Mm-hmm. Like I was not good at it at, at first. Um, and I remember like he told me he was, he was just honest with me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even a compliment, but mm-hmm. like, cause a bunch of, a bunch of the people after the first year were allowed to go into the reading class mm-hmm. where you just crack open a book and you mm-hmm. read. And I was like, can I be in that class too? And he was like, honestly, no. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're just not there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and it was like, it was like, it rang like an echo in my head. It was like, just not there, yeah. just not yeah. there, just not there. Yeah. And then, so that summer I went home and drilled myself through that first year material, mm-hmm. through the, the whole book. And then I came back in the fall and it, and I had, you know, the, the highest retention out of anyone in the class. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, from that point on, it kind of like springboarded me into actually mm-hmm. being good at the languages all because the, the guy told me, you know, like, yeah. you know, you kind of stink at this. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I, I have one recent one. Um, shout out to Enrique. Enrique, yeah. Enrique Carlos. He's the man. Enrique is, Enrique the man. is one of our area leaders. Guilty yep. as charged. And we were talking, he probably wouldn't even like think it was a big deal, but a few months ago <clears throat> he was just sharing some encouragement for me. And one of the things he said was you, you keep your word. Like you, you follow through on what you say you're going to do. And, I'm like, do I now? <laughs> so now ever since then, um, many times like that thought will come into my head and actually helps me live live into that a bit Challenges more because I don't do that perfectly. But uh, Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Both of us have, have something that built us up, which is which in one way or another is a challenge. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Like, it, yeah. It like calls called us to something more yeah. in a way. Like, yeah. So I wonder right off the bat, like I wasn't, yeah. I did not think of that like when I was thinking about these questions to ask, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really mm-hmm. helpful thing that 
that a lot of times when we challenge people, yeah. that builds people up. Okay. And feel free to reverse the order of those first two questions because I feel like it might be easier to talk about being built up first. But if you do, then you have to keep the touche on the second because yes. it's not going to make sense yes. if you put it in the first. Because, like, I don't know, to start with, like, hey, when were you really hurt? Might be better <laughs> to, like, sir, were you filled up? Okay. Yeah. Hey, All how right. about when you were hurt? Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, given the great impact our words can have on people, why is it so easy to be careless with what we say? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and the room I, goes I mean, silent. I mean, I think part of it is because yeah. there it's it's just words and we do we do a lot of it. We do a lot mm-hmm. of talking. And so like sometimes it's I guess it's 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 easier to um easier to hurt someone with those than it is maybe to to physically do something bad to to someone mm-hmm. so maybe because it's just it's so easy to do yeah my, i yeah i agree with that but i also think it's just carelessness it's we don't think about it we just it's a way our brains work and i think it gets to the later question which we'll get there later but like what is in our hearts kind of comes out mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times it's not like we're thinking maliciously or thinking you know, it's just kind of that yeah. word. Vom- and I was like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And of course, um, I think a lot of conversations are probably going to go to the way that this is exacerbated in social media because sure. there you're not even required to. You can kind of like dehumanize the person. You're, you're at a distance. You're not even yeah around them. And, and so, yeah, I think we've all witnessed that where people just say super mean stuff that they would never say to a person's mm-hmm. face. Yep. Mm. Okay, let's go ahead and read some James, uh, verses 1 through 2 of chapter 3. I'll go ahead and read it. Um, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. That's an interesting way to put it. I I almost Mm -hmm. wonder, I've I've wondered before, and I still do, if that's kind of like a hypothetical thing, yeah. Right? Like if he's saying like, like you know, someone who is nobody's going to be yeah, perfect basically nobody's going to be able to do that. Yeah, that person's perfect. Especially with the first part of the verse, we all stumble in many ways. You sure. Know? So, um, yeah, like if you've it, the the final frontier to be conquered is the tongue. So if you've done that, everything else should be in line. Yeah. Um, well, it goes to the heart again, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until your heart's perfect, your words are not going to be perfect. Yeah. And when's your heart going to be perfect? Yeah, when good, you're dead. Good luck with that. <laughs> and in heaven. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, surely there are no human teachers who are always correct in what they say. What is the difference between faithful teachers who simply don't have everything figured out and the kind of false teachers scripture warns us about? You have all those nice verses there, Doug. I do. It so might those, even be those, good. Those are just a couple verses on on where false teaching comes into play. Yeah. So like Acts twenty verse thirty. Um, are you pulling any of these up, or you? Oh, I to, could. Or? I was gonna say like for the groups, like if you guys you know your groups well, but it might be a good time to like, hey, just like you know, someone want to grab this verse, that verse, and have them read them to themselves, and then kind of share. Yeah. Good interaction. But. Yeah. So like Acts 20, 30, uh, this is Paul's warning to the Ephesian elders about like why they have to, they have to be diligent in shepherding the flock and says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's interesting that, that these things draw people away, um, mm-hmm. After after the teachers after the words I'm not sure. Yeah, Second uh, Corinthians. The, uh, yeah, eleven thirteen. For mm-hmm. such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Mm-hmm. So again, concealed, hidden, hidden agenda, not yeah. genuine. Um, yeah, yeah, and and a and an apostle is somebody who <clears throat> brings brings well somebody specifically delegated to bring a message. Um, and so like, you're not even bringing the message of Christ. I would say if you're a false apostle, you're teaching something that cannot rightly be called Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, and then first Timothy four, one and two, 
The Spirit expressly says in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. Um, and then they go on, who forbid marriage, require abstinence from foods, like kind of the specifics of people that, that, uh, that Paul has in mind here. Uh, but I, but I think the insincerity is interesting, mm-hmm. right? That they're yeah. they're they're not they're not sincere. Yeah, Romans sixteen <clears throat> has the same, yeah, um, you know, tone mm. of like in, the insincerity. Oh like yeah, for flattery. Yeah, yeah, Romans. yeah, yeah. Sorry, that wasn't yeah. on your list. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for um, for um, <clears throat> they 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 lead away the hearts of the naive. Mm-hmm. Is that the passage? Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. Yeah. yeah. Um, through and flattery, with smooth talking, smooth talking, flat, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Second Peter two one is but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Hmm. So secretly bringing in destructive heresies. So it's kind of the seriousness <clears throat> of the of of what is being said that like how serious how. Uh, impactful is this. These are not things that Christians can dis- can agree to disagree on. So things that are core to the faith, um, there seems to be a self-motivating thing. Mm-hmm. They draw away people after them. They're, they're um, you know, trying to, um, their their consciences are seal- seared and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so yeah, so all these things are symptoms of false teaching, whereas someone just being wrong about something is, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's, it's, these are usually things that that are not first order issues. Um, the other thing, that I guess, that I would one thing that I try to keep in mind about false teaching, a way to kind of guard yourself and guard your hearers from it, is to acknowledge when you're putting something out there that is, you're unsure about. Yeah, you know, like if if the answer is you get, to I that think it's this. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the answer is I think it's this, but 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 maybe it's that then that then should be my that. answer yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um i shouldn't present everything as if like it's it's okay to say i don't know or mm-hmm. it's okay to say i i think it's this mm-hmm. and that that guards from a lot of from a lot of harm that that false teaching can do yeah uh what are some ways that false teaching threatens the church ryan franey oh my goodness yeah in every way i mean mm. we have a faith that the bedrock of it is the truth of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so if there's teaching that's coming against those truths, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. It affects the foundation of our, of our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think also it confuses our witness to the world. Yeah. Right. Um, like a lot of times false teaching will elevate things that are not that important to orders of mm-hmm. to, 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 to other um, mag- to magnitudes of importance that they do not deserve. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we as Christians, we really want the unbelieving world to know what we're about, to know what we stand for. And um, uh, and so that it compromises that. Mm-hmm. I think it also can create a lot of divisions. Mm-hmm. Um because if if it draws away people after that, mm-hmm. there's automatically you've got disagreement on things that maybe there shouldn't be disagreement on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of different ways. And maybe you guys have had examples of churches you've belonged to where this stuff is taken hold. Fortunately, I don't think I've ever been part of a church that has had a real problem with, with false doctrine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've had stuff that I disagree with taught in churches that I've been to, mm-hmm. but never like— this is a problem, and and I I would add that like I think that that's one of the one of the major reasons to leave a church. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of reasons to leave the church, but serious false teaching is one, and that doesn't mean you disagree with them on some peripheral issue. Then. Yeah, for sure. And I would say that like as a part of the body, <clears throat> even here at Emergence, part of I mean the membership specifically, but you know I think anyone who would even call us our church home and is invested here, um, especially you guys as leaders, you know, if you hear of false teaching, like that's something that should be addressed mm-hmm. and dealt with. Um, or if, you know, you feel like the elders here and teachers here are like, themselves. yeah, like off the path, like it's, you know, definitely. Yeah. 
bring that up so yeah. we could address yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's something we especially if you're a member, right? And you've got like ownership of yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I would say make sure that you make people know about that. Okay. Um what are some unique challenges to faithfully teaching the word of God in our current cultural moment and how should we respond to these challenges? Oh. First thing I think of is just the amount of information mm-hmm. that we have access to. I guess we really have had a lot of access, like libraries and stuff like that, but man, I don't know. I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. If you talk about one issue or one doctrine and then you can just go on the internet and there can be so many people claiming authority and And there's no filter there's no filter like i'll look up stuff and like one of the first hits might be like ancient aliens Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um yeah good good luck like (laughs) good luck googling like ancient near eastern backgrounds like Mm -hmm. who are the anunnaki yeah oh that's gonna be uh ancient aliens (laughs) yeah yeah um so aliens that's a danger too no. Yeah. 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 So the so I'd say like the fact that there's very little filter. I mean, it was one thing if if you had a way if people had a way of distinguishing good sources from bad sources. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's definitely um, that's definitely a danger. Um, I think also like the the extent to which our culture is so moralistic. We mm-hmm. live in an extremely legalistic age, where. Um, it, we're we're disagreeing about things is 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 a moral failure mm-hmm. to people, you know, um, and there's so many different issues that are out there. Whether it have to do has to do with sexuality, whether it has to do uh, with politics and things like that, mm-hmm. um, that uh, those things come to the forefront, and they're all these like hyper moralistic mm-hmm. uh, things, and so. Uh, we've said before, but the observation has been made now for some time that in previous generations, the, the question was not, um, is this stuff true? Now the question is, is this stuff good? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find myself <laughs> having more conversations with people questioning the morality of Christian belief as opposed yeah. to its truthfulness. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And so... Um, I think I think part of our of the way that we respond to that has to be that that our quote unquote apologetic right the way that we demonstrate the truth of what we're saying cannot merely be on the factual level yeah. we can't simply be trying to win some kind of argument mm-hmm. but actually showing people how this makes one one a better person in some sense like how Christ has transformed us and made us. Mm-hmm. Less judgmental, um, more humble, uh, more giving of ourselves. Yeah. Those are the things that we can really, really jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the more culturally in tune communicators these days will often go that route. Like if you listen to Tim Keller preach, for mm-hmm. example, right? It's often like the gospel is good, right? It's it's true, of course. Yeah, but it's good because. Uh, it makes me more humble. It makes mm-hmm. me less selfish. It it, yeah. it decenters myself. And those are things that even unbelievers can latch onto and say, "Yeah, that is a good thing. That yeah. is a good thing." And so, I think that has to be part of our comprehensive apologetic to our mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Uh, moving right along, we've got a heart question here. What can you do to protect yourself and someone you love from false teaching, both hearing it and spreading it? Yeah. Mm. Well, protecting yourself from spreading it. I feel like you touched on earlier of saying that you don't know something mm-hmm. instead of, because I think as leaders, right, even maybe uniquely sitting in our in our community group and someone asks a question and it's like, I need to give an answer. Mm. So you go with something that pretty sure is right, but not sure, but you say it like you know it for a fact. Yeah. Um, that's probably not the best route to go. So be able to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, and I think also just talking openly about things with people, discussing discussing things openly, and I know that like uh, guarding myself and others, uh, it's like the one level of of thing of Christian thinking is just being able to regurgitate things, right? But another level of thinking is being able to start to grapple with the the reasons behind those things. Yeah. 
And if you can start to dig into there, like, like, well, where does this actually come from? And, and to scrutinize both good and bad beliefs, be able to, to, to understand like how they work and, and, and why we think them, what, what scriptures are this based off of what cultural observations, whatever the teaching might be. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, to, to talk about it at that level. Yeah. Um, I fear another aspect that maybe makes the, for the, for the previous question, that makes the Word of God uh, difficult to teach in our current cultural moment is the fact that a lot of people do react so emotionally to things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the idea that, um, uh, that, 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 that it's basically like whether I like this or whether I don't, mm-hmm. you know, where my understanding of things that I like changes greatly. Like yeah. My understanding of coconut seltzer, and maybe I'm <laughs> liking it more today than I was. Right. That's a very subjective thing. So sure. I think that's a that's a helpful thing. And yeah. one thing. For, uh, yeah. Go for it. I also jump in and say another thing to help protect yourself and someone else from false teaching is to know the real thing really well. Oh, uh, are you are you going to talk about studying hundred dollar bills? Yes. Do that's it. exactly Do where it. I was going to go. It. Well, I believe it, I don't know if this is true or not. This could be false teaching, <laughs> but right. uh, I believe that there there's this at least thing going around that the way that you know I don't even know if it's the FBI or whoever they train their people to identify a a counterfeit hundred dollar bill is to study the real thing mm-hmm. and to know what a real one looks like, smells like, feels like there so well that when a fake one comes across their way, they're able to spot it instantly. Yeah. And so whether that's true or not, um, fifty dollar bill. The, the analogy. What movies that from? I have no idea. It's a counterfeit scene. It's count. They're printing counterfeit money in the basement of a restaurant. Fifty dollar bill. I think I've given enough. I think I've given enough hints there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. So that <laughs> to know the real thing really well makes yeah. it easy to spot. Yeah. When something's off. Yeah, that's very true. Um, the uh, here's here's something that if, I I guess this is more like meta just for the community group leaders. Oh, but, meta. But like, what do you do in a community group when you're when you've got someone there and they say an answer that's blatantly wrong uh and you shame what, what do you them do with that yeah <laughs> how do you how do you effectively shame someone <laughs> yeah. what's the approach oh there could be lots of approaches what one do of you them, do yeah one of the one of the techniques i mm-hmm. use is to try to affirm them in what i can or mm-hmm. to say like oh that thanks thanks for saying that actually you know and then try to correct it gently, mm. you know, try not to, to call them out and be like, no, that's wrong. You, um, does anyone else want to say something profoundly stupid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if not, I've got a few things in mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually I do the same thing. There you go. Yeah. Like I, I, um, you know, you want to try to find something and sometimes something you've got, got to dig too, right? Yeah. Or you can, yeah, you can ask them a follow up. Something like, Oh, share more about that. Cause you don't and want like, people in your group to become so scared yeah. about talking. Like, like if I say something wrong, is the leader going to jump down my throat? Yeah, for sure. And so everybody's kind of watching how you deal with things mm-hmm. that are, that are off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think if there's nothing redeemable in what they're saying, try to get them to talk a little bit more and try to, you know, what do you mean by that? Or, you know, I, I'm confused about this part. You said this, like, you know, where, where'd you where'd you hear that from? Yeah. And try to draw it a little bit more and then be able to, like, okay, like, I see like this this part of what you're saying I agree with, but, but this part here, you know, I'm thinking of this, makes you think of this verse over here that, you know, kind of seems like Jesus is saying something a bit different here. And, yeah. You know, turn yeah. the corner. Um, but That's then good. I like at, that. Seems like Jesus is saying something <laughs> a bit different here. Yeah, and then you know, make sure you 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 yeah. bring it home being really able, clear. Being able, being comfortable yourself with nuanced talking, uh, yeah. you know, conver- conversations uh, and communication is is very helpful. Yeah. Um. You know, if uh, yeah. Um. And some, <laughs> it's really some, interesting. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, you know, like there, um, that is an opinion. That is, that is, uh, I, I'm aware of so and so who thinks that. And, uh, but uh, another way of looking at this is dot, dot, dot. Yeah. 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 So, okay. All right. Look at the title of the next I was going to say, a real interesting thing is it? when you're leading your group yeah. and someone brings up something like, that's really that's off and someone else in your group just shoots them down and is like no then it's oh like, yeah then oh. you got a thing going on then you got a thing going on uh, all right yeah hopefully you don't have to i'm very proud of myself about the next hi, hi, uh heading one tiny itsy bitsy little tongue <laughs>
That's very. Here we go. Um, Excellent. It sounds like something you'd encounter in the book of Daniel. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, James 3, 3 through 6, given that neither of us are in James right now. All right. You want this one? James 3. Yep. 3 through 6. Let's see how fast your phone works. I'm, I'm on it. If we put bits into the ha- into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting the fire Set setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Oh my goodness. There's yeah. James yeah. doing his James. How do you James really thing. feel about it, James? Yeah. Okay. So these verses illustrate the destructive power of the tongue by comparing it with a horse's bridle, a ship's rudder, and a spark that sets an entire forest ablaze. What specific kinds of speech cause this kind of destruction? encouragement yeah encouragement words of hope yeah yeah blessings peace yeah yeah now definitely i mean gossip is a very obvious thing right and yeah when talking about gossip i think you have to distinguish between i mean sometimes you have to talk about a third party who's Mm -hmm. not there right Mm -hmm. um and um a big part of it is is this for their tearing down or is it for their building up yeah um are um what is the point of us sharing this information with one another Mm mm-hmm and and sometimes I realize that I've crossed the line into gossip mm-hmm. if I'm enjoying something about saying something negative to someone yeah. else. Yep. Um, that's kind of like a metric that I use. I, I'm not sure I know a great scripture to 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 to, to back that up. You mm-hmm. know, but um, but yeah, that's what I think of when it comes to gossip and th- what other kinds of speech um, uh, cause this kind of destruction. Yeah, I mean, you know, lying. Yeah, lying and sure. ru- rumors. Yep, rumors, which I, is kind of gossip. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, li- yeah, but it, lies. But, but it can it can turn into sure. gossip can turn into lies because you have this telephone game going yeah. on about yep. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, just speaking hate, <laughs> like speaking hate, straight yeah. up, like, mm, yeah, or set, like, setting like a tone, yeah. right? Like, like, like. All right, now we're going to be insulting each other, you know, like trying to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm going to try to put you down. Yeah, direct. I'm not a, even sarcasm could. Yeah, you know, sarcasm I mean, could, could. Oh yeah, right. Sarcasm does that all the time, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that those are, you know, very destructive forms of speech. Okay. Next question here: Are there any habits of speaking that you have that you think the Lord wants you to change? No. Yeah, me neither. I'm okay, perfect next question. Man. Yes. Yeah. What patterns of speak? I know that for me, sometimes I can be too unserious in certain circumstances. No. And maybe my joking gets out of hand sometimes. And I think the Lord gave me a sense of humor for a reason. But I know that sometimes, like ever since ever since I was a kid, if someone's talking, I'm looking for the witty joke mm-hmm. and what they're saying. And uh yeah, so sometimes that I guess that immature streak that I have in myself. Yeah, can be that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now being, tell us your deepest, darkest being, secret. Yeah, I mean, being vulnerable and transparent. I think when I'm in the car, sometimes the old me will come out a little bit in my speech oh, to man. people. So that's one. But also to I, other drivers, to other well, to they don't know to pedestrians. They don't hear me, but yes. <laughs> um uh, funny images in my head um but you know interesting the way the question is worded is are there any habits of speaking that the lord wants you to change and i feel like encouraging people more i Mm. think a lot of times like i'll have omission yeah omission where i'll think of something that would be really genuinely and you know an encouragement for someone and i'll just keep it to myself and never actually share Mm. that so yeah, I think the Lord that's good. wants me to change yeah, that. That's that's good. So not only things that you say that are bad, but things that you don't say that are good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think part of mine too. The thing I struggle with is drinking too much seltzer before I speak. So then, like, I have to burp halfway through the <laughs> sentence. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Are there people who have been harmed by your speech whom you need to go to seeking reconciliation? That's a good question. Yeah, and yeah. I, I yeah. sorry, I don't think it's funny. I just think it's a funny thing for us to be like, like, how about you, Ryan? How yeah, you? there's definitely things. Yeah, and yeah. you know, maybe that's a good thing to encourage to your group to sit with that one, you yeah. know, and maybe over the course of the next week, like as the Lord brings things to mind to take a step and have that conversation. Yeah. Um, I think for me, there's someone whom uh, uh, I've kind of uh, avoided talking to whom I should, whom I really need to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to be a pleasant situation because it's difficult, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so yeah, very reflective question. Okay. Next question up. If the consequences of harmful speech are so great, why is it so hard to change the way that we speak? Why is it so the hard? heart, man? The heart. Because you're changing something that's in the heart. Well, because the heart needs to change. Yeah. To change our speech, yeah. according to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think too. Like, if I look at I look at verse eight, right, where it says, "No one can, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil." Mm. The tongue is restless. Mm-hmm. I always want to say something. I always want to have something to say. Yeah. And so, like, the need to just call attention to what's in my mind uh, is is something that I think can get us in, in trouble. Yeah, it's uh, a good it's point. Hard. It's, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times I think we, you know, when we speak in a harmful way, mm-hmm. to stop and, and reflect and think, well, what was driving that? What was motivating me to say that? And I yeah. think a lot of times it is a need to put your two cents in, but what, why? Well, because I want to feel valued or important mm. or um, be looked at in a certain way. And, um, yeah, it's probably, you know, pride, you know, in the bottom of that and insecurity in your identity. So you can try to, you know, you can use that to chase down what's really going on underneath. Mm. Amazing. In the heart that's generating yeah. that speech, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But. Good. Okay, uh, next question. What do you think James means by saying that the tongue itself is set on fire by hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What does he mean by that? um, My mind is thinking two different ways, like emphasis, emphases. Like, is the tongue set on fire by hell, meaning like the, the enemy... Mm-hmm. uses our speech to make it more, you know, harmful mm-hmm. than it is by itself. Um, or is the harmful speech that we put out there from the quote unquote hell in our hearts, like the parts of us that are still of the flesh that are, you know, not sanctified. Mm. And that's where it's, you know, derivative yeah. from. Those are my two thoughts, Doug. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm going to go with, and I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying I necessarily disagree. I'm not saying I disagree with that. I'm just saying another another look another way to look at this is that uh, the is that this is a way of saying that words will be judged, right? Um, mm. It sets on fire the whole course of life, mm. so it mm-hmm. makes our our lives liable to judgment and is set on fire by hell. Like this is um, this is something that God will hold us accountable for. Mm. Uh, like Jesus says, like um, you know it. The, about about our words that are that are careless and hmm. uh, yeah cool. so those are two two different ways so one could think of it as this is um your tongue can be a little bit of hell on earth yeah or your tongue is uh, God will hold us accountable and judge us yeah so I think those Both are two of them not ways. great because it's not clear when speaking of uh, teaching I was going to say sure about yeah things, the way that you um kind of brought in your angle yeah. there was very gentle you, see you were like i'm not saying you're wrong yeah <laughs> you didn't say ryan you idiot i'm not saying wrong just there's no reason to think what you say <laughs> is true no no actually i'm like legitimately i'm not like i'm not like uh yeah you know i don't i don't know if there's anything in here that you could really like latch yeah. onto to say like here's definitely what he means by this but sure but it's frightening i'll it tell is. you it's enough to make me want to take my speech seriously Okay, final section. Where your words come from. You um, want to read that bad boy, or you I'll read, read that. I'll read that. I'll read that bad boy. Okay, verses nine through twelve. 
with it, that is with the, the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. Um, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh water and salt? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. I think it's. I always think it's interesting when biblical writers start dropping, my brothers. Mm. You know, like, is is he saying? Are they doing this? And I'm. I'm not. I'm sure. Like, there's plenty of places that are like this where they don't say my brothers, but, uh, and of course, brothers and sisters. Right? It's not a gender specific yeah. term. Um, but. But like, is he aware that he's telling them something that's hard to hear? Yeah, and so wants him, to call like... attention to his affection for them. Yeah. And the fact that there's a there's a seriousness, like, let's get on the same wavelength. Like when you call someone a brother, you're almost like appealing mm-hmm. to the commonality that you have in Christ. Yeah. Um yep. you, know, you gotta you gotta confront someone. You, you're affirming your love and I want to talk to you them. about this, yeah. brother. You know, you're you're kind of tagging everything that is present as uh as as fellow member as a fellow yep. member of the kingdom of god or fem- mm-hmm. household member of the household of god yeah so okay according to this passage why is it wrong to use our words to harm people and why is that a really really good reason not to mm-hmm. um can you see what i'm stabbing what i'm getting at here? I can't, do you yeah, I see. I, I think I see. What do you think? Um, well, I think what you're getting at is that it, James says that with the same mouth, we bless God. Mm-hmm. And we also, when we're not blessing God, right, what we're doing when we speak harm um, or speak in a way that, you know, is hurtful, <clears throat> is we're cursing people who are made in the in the likeness of God. Yeah. And so that's like exactly. a, that's like a serious thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why it's, wrong to use our words to harm people. I mean, one of it is uh, an image of God thing um, yeah. that we are cursing or we are, we, we have, we're having the audacity to curse or to disparage or to, you know, harm something that God has made in his likeness. Mm. That's just a very <laughs> brash, that's a, you know, audacious thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think as like, which he gets into like fresh water, salt water, that we are meant to be representatives of Christ mm-hmm. to the world around us. Yeah. Um, this same mouth we bless God with. We talk about Jesus. We talk about the things of God. So there's like a fittingness kind of argument yeah. there. And I think of like, you know, what it means to bear the name of the Lord, like that God's reputation is mixed up into how how we speak i'm supposed to be this mouth was created for doing something and it's not tearing yeah. down people who are made in his image yeah yeah and i think it's interesting too talking about people who are made in the likeness of god that casts the net really far that incorporates everyone yep you know what i mean like there's nobody who doesn't have something about them that uh, warrants me bridling my tongue yeah um yeah so okay um and of, and of course, this is something that's central to our humanity that connects us to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? It's our uh, and and we're saying that that I have the right to to harm that to harm that that image. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just think about like in Jude, where uh, Jude is saying talking. Well, he's talking about this episode of. The oh, archangel Moses. Michael, Moses. Yeah, yeah, arguing with with the devil oh, over yeah, yeah, Moses' yeah. body, Moses, yeah. and you know doesn't even doesn't. presume to you know condemn even Satan, yeah, but says the Lord rebuke you or the Lord condemn he's, you. Um, there's some wisdom in that. <laughs> he's, in yeah. a, he's probably not trying to avoid uh, cursing someone made in the image of God. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but still, yeah, but it's yeah, that it's idea like, of like he's still able to control his mouth. Well, he doesn't presume. To, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't presume to even like condemn satan like mm-hmm. if anyone <laughs> could be yeah, condemned yeah. but even then he's like that's that's god's role like i, I don't yeah. that's not my place yep. and so in the same way like mm, it's good. not our place to speak you know condemnation or harm towards people but yeah that's excellent um, yeah. yeah uh cool so how can you respond if someone is trash talking about someone else to you yeah i think by 
making them stop. <laughs> stop yeah. it, you. Stop it, you, <laughs> you, you silly person. Yeah. And you're like trying to trying to avoid saying mean things yourself. So there you, you go. Dag nabbit. Yeah, cut yourself off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and being yeah, being an advocate. I mean, I know I talked about this last week in my friendship sermon. I think Steve touched on it too. But just the idea of like being loyal, being an advocate of if someone's trash talking someone to like not only not join in, but to speak up and to advocate and to yeah help correct that person yeah. in some way. It could be when you notice that gossip is going on and try to put it's an end really to it. Really hard. It to can stop. be. It can be. It can be hard. Yeah, it can be yeah. very hard to stop it. And one of the reasons is because you can start to feel really self righteous. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be the one uh, <laughs> who thus far will you go and no further. Yeah. Like no, you you want to be you want to be humble about it. You want to be, yeah, um, yeah, um. So and and perhaps put something forth as a positive example of 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 how to speak. Um, it's also like, you know, there's also something to be said about like. Obviously, you can't control if someone's going to gossip to you or, or trash talk someone else to you. Like that's not totally on you. But there's also like, maybe worth asking the question. Like if 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 mm. a lot of if I'm encountering a lot of people gossiping, like is there something about me that makes people think that I'd be a good person to gossip to? Yeah, you know, and, and am I? So, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Almost as good of a question as the next one, mm. accompanying Luke six thirty. Uh, 43 through 45 which i'll read for us nice do it for no good tree bears bad fruit nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit for each tree is known by its own fruit for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of the evil treasure out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks hmm Amen. How has Jesus changed your speech since you have come to know him? Well, you know how I don't do great in the car all the time. I mm. used to talk that way. Mad trash. All the time. Oh, and gosh. The Lord has redeemed that mightily. Yes. Is one example. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Lord's made me a lot more gentle in my speech um, and made me like gossip a lot less. Like I, mm. I used to really enjoy, you know, uh having making fun of people at uh at their expense uh yeah and um not down with that anymore yeah <laughs> good yeah so those are ways that has uh, changed mine next question according to Jesus and James our mouths reveal what is in our hearts similar to how a tree's fruit reveals what kind of tree it is how do hearts truly change so it's it's in, right because the, the idea here is that you ironically like you don't change your speech primarily by changing your speech mm-hmm. you change your speech by changing your heart and by you changing your heart means what can i change my heart there's Doug? something about yeah i'm not very good at heart surgery on myself it turns <laughs> out <laughs> yeah it is it is the work of the spirit of god yeah and so um you know it's it's uh obviously a fruit of salvation and it's also a fruit of good choices that purposely of purposely like living out my mm-hmm. salvation so letting others in um uh being honest with myself when i read scripture like if mm-hmm. like if i if something bad is going on like being able to point it towards myself yeah like i'm like this is talking about me and something that i need to change and letting the spirit work in our hearts like that um i think that's a that's a huge thing yeah. Um, being strengthened by grace, I think, is another interesting concept, right? Like, how does grace strengthen me? Hmm. And, uh, but, but really, this idea that, um, like, once you understand that you're a child through grace and grace alone, like, that's a big heart changer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something that just leaves you the same. Like, if you truly grasp the forgiveness that's yours in Christ, um, then. It's not like I have to obey him, but I get to obey him now. Mm-hmm. And all of that and the joy that comes with living yeah. the Christian life that way is a work of the Spirit of God. Like anyone can anyone can love the idea of heaven 
but do you love the fact that the good thing about heaven is that God is there, that yeah. Jesus is there? Um, and so, and so, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, that with, God is there and Jesus is there, and they are who they are. They and they are who they like, are. It's their yeah. character, and, and that you, you like that. Like, exactly. That's not what a sinner likes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what a redeemed saint likes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. A, a sinner saved by grace, we should say. All right. So um, what practical steps can you take to honor God more with the way that you speak? Mm-hmm. I think I can ask people to hold me accountable. Yep, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can think about how I speak. Yeah, slow down. Yeah. You know. There's um, a proverb I, I never know I never know verse references but there's a proverb that says even a fool seems wise when he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. So maybe yeah, so maybe practice. I I I mean James himself has a part here that says you should be you should be slow to speak and quick to listen. Mhm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like ref- more reflective on what you mm-hmm. say, I think. Yeah. And even reviewing like what you said after the fact, yeah. you know, of like going through a conversation in your, in your head and be like, what did I, yeah. And the effect, the effects of what you say and how you say it also. Yeah. Like a lot of times I, I'm tempted to just feel vindicated if what I say is true, mm-hmm. but maybe not everything that is true needs to be said all the time. Or the way it was said yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, just because something's true doesn't vindicate me saying it in a mean way or in a way that tears someone down. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, just uh, going over the prayer time real quick. Pray that God would reveal to you the ways that your speech needs to improve to reflect more truly his spirit who dwells within you. Uh, praise God for the ways your life has been blessed by the words of others. And finally, let's all remember to pray for the church in Ukraine this week, uh, that God would raise up Hmm. his people there to meet the suffering of their people with love and the hope of the gospel. Yeah. Um, Very serious situation going on over there, and pray for wisdom for our world leaders as well, as they have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's about it for this week. Thank you for joining us on the uh, Communities Podcast, and uh, we look forward to being with you next week. Yes, Uh, we do. Until then, thank you very much for leading. God bless you.